Welcome to the Mel Hammer Podcast, episode 38. I'm Mel. Hi, Luke and Elle. Hello. Hi, Mel. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, the latest issue of Mount Hammer is still on sale right now. We've got the Halloween Spectacular. If you're in the need to get in the spooky mood. Spectacular. We got you covered. I should have said Spectacular. I dropped that one, didn't I? Um, Rob Zombie, Kirk Hammett, John Carpenter, Kane Hodder, a.k.a. Jason Voorhees, Doug Pinhead, Bradley, Wednesday 13, Nicholas Cage is in there, uh, Goblin, o- Opeth, Ghost. It's spooky as shit. It's really good. It's on sale now. Go pick it up immediately. We're also dropping a special Rob Zombie bundle later this week, so watch out for that. Cool art print in there. It looks wicked. And if you are a Slayer fan, and heaven knows what you're doing listening to this podcast, if you're not, we are inviting every Slayer fan in the known world to be a part of a very special tribute cover we are putting out this December. You can be on the cover of Metal Hammer. Uh, it's a once in a lifetime thing we're very excited about it obviously Slayer currently on their final world tour stopping off in the UK this November Uh, in December we're going to be launching our massive Slayer tribute issue what we want you to do is to email us metalhammer at futurenet.com with a photo of yourself throwing the metal horns shouting Slayer as loudly as you can that's all you need to do Uh, you can also tweet us Facebook us or Instagram us your photo using the hashtag SlayerHorns Uh, And we will use all of them for a special collage we're going to put on the cover of Metal Hammer in December. It's going to be massive. It's going to be unlike uh, anything we've done before. It's going to be absolutely wicked. Um, And there are TNCs if you want to know the legalities of doing that kind of thing. It's all very straightforward. uh, But you can check those out at tinyurl.com forward slash Slayer TCs. Um, So yeah, that's going to be good, isn't it? Yes. Have you submitted yours yet? I've not actually, no, I, 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 need, I need to start screaming. Sort it out. I'm sorry. Sort it out. Get your best Slayer poses with us. We're going to be, um, it's going to be a huge multi, multi-page tribute thing coming in December. We're really stoked on it. We'll work on it right now. Um, and we want you all involved because I think one of the biggest things that makes Slayer who they are is the fans. And we want to recognise that. So be a part of Mount Hammer, be on the cover. Uh, yeah, you will probably likely never get a chance to do something like this again because it's a once in a lifetime thing. So join us, get your Slayer horns up. It's been a busy week, hasn't it? It has. It's been a very busy week. Goodness Ooh. gracious me. Is it only Wednesday? It is only Wednesday. Thursday, as you're listening to this, Loyal Metal Hammer readers. <laughs> What's everyone been up to? It's, the, it's that time of the year where it's just gig after gig after gig. Yeah, there's nothing oh, but I'm ages. It. And now we've been everywhere. Like me and UL, where did we go? Went to the Black Queen at Bush Hall in London. We did. How was that? I'll let you go first. Wasn't this two weeks ago? It was. We forgot to mention it last week. Oh, okay. I put that in brackets. On oh, sorry, Luke. <laughs> I, um, I enjoyed it. I've seen them twice before. I've seen them at the Oslo in uh, East London, and I think it was the Jazz Cafe in North London. And the first gig was really great because it's the first time they played. Everyone was really up for it. The second gig was great. It was even bigger, and they had this stage that Greg was going crazy on, like running around. And again, you felt kind of really sucked in by it. And it was an exciting time. When we saw them at Bush Hall, I felt very distanced. Mm. Um, you know, we were kind of further away from stage. It was a bigger venue. I felt a bit like the music got lost, like Greg wasn't moving around as much. Personally, for me, the sub was a massive issue as well. Like the sound was not great for me. Um, I just felt like the bass was like really, really high and it was kind of ruining my enjoyment of a bit of the music. And so, I liked seeing the songs because I really enjoy them. I like watching them perform, but I didn't really feel anything. I just kind of felt a bit like I was watching TV or watching a film. Yeah, it felt very cold. 
Yeah, uh, a bit uh, sterile. Yeah, and it was just the biggest thing. I, I I've only seen them once before. I was at the Oslo gig with you, and Greg just he was throwing himself around the stage, not so much as he did with Dillinger, but he was putting some you know running around, hitting things, whatever. But yeah, when we saw them at Bush Hall, he was just standing pretty much still, or just doing a little bit of a dance. And it was very much sucked the energy out of the room. Everyone was just sort of stood still for the majority of it. There was no dancing, really. It was very weird. I think you described it at the time, and like it was like watching a music video. Yeah, it did feel like that. And yeah, it, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was disappointed by the gig, if if I'm honest. After what what I saw at Oslo, I was really, really up for Black Queen coming out and you know kicking the shit out of Bush Hall or whatever. But yeah, it just felt very sad. I'm very, I'm just very odd. You know, like something was off all night, and they just, it didn't connect. And I just can't put my finger on why. Yeah, there was a distance, definitely. I don't know whether it was because the new materials a bit more like that, or whether it's mm. the size of the venue. They played mainly old stuff, though. Yeah, they did play a lot of the old stuff. I don't know. I feel like you. It was just, I'd like to see them again. I wouldn't, you know, stop going to see them because of that one show. But it was missing a little bit of something for me too. Yeah. Luke, tell me about Idols. They are the best band in the world. Tell me why we're talking about Old Metal Hammer. We're not really. <laughs> only because I've got them listed here. Only because it's the best gig I've seen this year. Wow, uh, okay. So a lot of people might not be aware of this band, even though they've got quite a lot of hype in certain sectors. Yeah, yeah, so they're wanna... doing, doing very well for themselves. got a number five album. They um, were on Jules Holland doing one of their songs. Danny Nadelko, I think it was. Uh, and yeah, basically they are a punk band. Very much not a metal band, but they're a punk band. Uh, from Bristol and they got their second album Joy is an Active Resistance out a month or two ago and yeah like I say it did very well and everyone's jumped on it but I'd never seen them live before and I went along to the forum which they sold out Uh, I think the whole tour sold out and it was like nothing I've ever not nothing I've ever seen but like the amount of unity in that room and the amount of togetherness is like nothing I've ever felt before like Mm. at any gig metal rock or otherwise like everyone there was so believing in that band and as in willing them to succeed but also so sternly you know behind everything they're singing about which is you know, very much you know toxic masculinity and very liberal left-wing viewpoints about life in general it, that whole the whole thing was just so weird because it was a really weird mix of people from all ages like I was stood there with uh, my friend well with Bryony who worked on Louder and we were stood behind two massive guys who like you know like big you know burly punk men and then in front of them was like a skinny little boy who was like losing his mind to every single song clearly working through something but there was like just so this togetherness is sort of unspoken like yeah we're all in this because we all believe in this band and like the floor of like the balcony of the forum was actually bouncing at one point i thought it was all fucking yeah all gonna crumble uh, but like this, uh, the singer, I forget his name now, of Idols was like, he, he was in tears at one point. The whole thing just felt so emotional and momentous. I was like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, when you're singing along to a song and you're so happy that your eyes start watering. Yeah, that, 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 that happened like four times like, wow. during that gig. Yeah, I was just like, this is fucking incredible. And yeah, I just loved it. And I, I just couldn't, it annoyed me to a point where I was like, what, that I don't feel like this when I'm, watching you know bands I like more than this but I thought I think as a live band and as a band that is actually saying something right now I thought it was fucking incredible but if something's that good it's just that good no exactly completely I think it was amazing I really want to see them again and I'm sure they'll end up doing they'll probably do Brixton on this run at the end of it 
and I hope, I'm sure they'll end up doing Leeds and Glastonbury and all that but wow. there's so, I reckon there's something very special going on with these guys and yeah it was just an amazing gig to go to like if you are a fan of you know the punk punkier end of you know rock music because uh, they sort of lean on like the stuff like the Clash, uh, but also like Joy Division in the fall. It's all it's all very British. I don't know how it's going to translate across the pond if they ever try. But there's a sort of sarcastic, dry humour to everything he does, and references to Love Island <laughs> in the lyrics. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking brilliant. I can't get enough of that band. Like since since I've listened to both albums pretty much non-stop on Spotify. Which has ruined my Discover playlist quite a lot. It's just like... Oh, I hate to admit that. Yeah. something a little bit out of left field and then all of a sudden your daily mixes is fucked. It's like all the bands just recommending me. I'm just like, no, don't care. <laughs> well, that's cool. But yeah, uh, I, lo- I loved it so much. I-, I needed to tell the world. Good. Well, consider them told. Yeah. Um, God, it's just been a great week for gigs. There, I mean, Friday night in London, there was Marmosets, Black Peaks, Crossfaith, Saxon, Sinsanum, I think I've missed one and I can't think of it, but there was another one as well. There was loads going on. I managed to get to two of them. Nice. I went to see uh, the first half of Cross Faith and the second half of Black Peaks. I was at Black Peaks as well. Um, Cross Faith just reliably is always one of the best live bands in metal. Um, I still think the old material sounds so much better live than the new material. When they played Monolith, the step nice. up from all the other stuff was really, really noticeable. Um, <clears throat> same with Jagerbomb. I do think the new stuff sounds really great live, but I still just think on record it's just not up to the, the other stuff they've done. Still doing that Omen cover. Really? I think it's time to drop that from the set now. It's been like six years. You, you are seriously in danger of becoming that band that plays that cover if you keep on. It's, it's got still to go. It boots off every time they do it. Though. It does, totally, but I just think, you know, or just, you know do a different cover. Like yeah. with a band that good, they, they just cover something else. Um, maybe I'm being a bit cynical, but I don't know. I just found that a bit like, come on. You're like five albums in now or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, that was really good. Then went to join L for the second half of um, Black Peaks Underworld. That was a bit good, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. I just really want to see them in a bigger venue now because it just felt like they really needed to expand. But um, yeah, it's great. Uh, they've just had a new record out. Remind me the name. <laughs> all That Divides Us? Yeah. All Come the, on. All The Divides. All The Divides. All The Divides. Ah, oh, shit. Um, which is really cool, so definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, they were just like... So happy to be there. The crowd were really into it. Like, yeah, it's great. high emotion in the crowd, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of good crowd surfing and just really good atmosphere. I just want to see them somewhere bigger. Yeah, definitely. What a brilliant band. Um, and speaking of which, Elle and I also went to see Carpenter Brut and yes. Ghost slash Ghost, as in the Skull dude, G-O-S-T. not the big band. Um, it's the third time I've seen Carpenter Brut this year, so it's your first time seeing them, so you should probably <laughs> take this one. <laughs> yeah, I loved it so much. I really like that record, uh, Love the Teeth, the surprise one that came out this year. And I'd never seen them live, so I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I guess, first of all, we should just mention Goss slash Ghost. I think he was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it felt like he just needed a little bit more confidence and a little bit more of a show, because it was kind of him and his laptop and some cool like lights he had around him, which is good. And he was dressed kind of like a... Like the locust or kind of something like yeah. a mushroom head or something. Yeah, or like a maggoty slipknot mask and kind of a robe. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it because I love that record, Possessor. It's great. Um, and the songs that he sings on as well, they sounded really good. I think they're some of his strongest stuff, the mm-hmm. ones with the lyrics. It's kind of the, I felt like the opposite of Black Peaks. I want to see Ghost in a smaller bar. Yeah. Which I know he did do the Black Heart and I couldn't make it, but I'd like to see him in a 
better suited environment. Yeah, I think. I think there's a little bit of a way to go, yeah, until he can kind of hold a stage. But I really liked what I saw. That Nine Inch Nails cover was awful, though. That was terrible. <laughs> I love Nine Inch Nails. It's had like a hole. What song did he cover? It had like a hole. And, um, yeah, and he did it in a kind of weird tone, which sound, maybe it sounds very on record, but then he like really screeched. It's sort of like a black chorus, metal like, screech. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, when no, When it no, came no, on, no. I was super excited. I was like, oh, it's doing Nine Nails. This is the best thing ever. And I was like, oh, no. I held the mic out to the crowd and everyone was just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, You've got to have something about you to try and take on Nine Inch Nails. So I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing what he does next. But Carpenter Brew, because I've never seen them, they basically just blew him off the stage because they had a massive light show, like an insane light show, lights reaching all the way to the back of the venue. And the sound was just awesome. It sounded way more industrial than it does when you listen to it because they're obviously kind of an 80s synthwave retro future type band and it just had this big industrial massive sound. And the visuals are awesome as well. They've got all the kind of leather teeth visuals, like, you know, sort of he's meant to be this character who's a serial killer and they've got all these old clips from 80s movies and bloody cheerleaders and uh, parody of Metal Hammer magazine called, what's it called? It's called something else like... Oh, Metal Hamster or something. Yeah, yeah. There's there's kind of uh, MTV is called something else as well. Yeah, HTV or something again. Yeah, it's all very 80s parodies and it's just so much fun and it just made me want to go home and like get out my cheerleader outfit and dance around the house and watch movies and go carpets are pretty great <laughs> so good that's real i've technically <laughs> seen them four times this year because they did of course play the golden gods as well <laughs> goodness gracious me but yeah yeah loved it just um i tweeted afterwards i think that and this is bearing in mind how good ghosts are at the moment to watch live i, I think carpets are is the most fun night out in the metal world at the moment it's just of course, Love I, did, it. I did see our song on Golden Gods, but this was like a bit different. Know, full show. Yeah, like they're on early, not as partisan a crowd and stuff. Yeah, for sure. We mentioned earlier it's been a busy week. It's been a very busy week indeed, right across the board. We have a download announcement. Yeah, and it is a big one. A very big goodness, one. good goodness gracious me, look at this. Uh, so yeah, download June fourteenth uh, to sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, the biggest rock and metal festival in the UK. Of course, how's this for a set of headliners? First of all. Def Leppard playing Hysteria in full, Slipknot, and Tool. Yeah. What are we saying about those three? Slipknot, Tool, yeah. Def Leppard on the Friday night as well. Big change to the tradition, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually a Sunday, the classic rock, so that's a bit weird. Very interesting. So what are we thinking about that? Is that going to work? People are going to be... I I can't see it not working. It's Tool. So... Yeah. Oh, you mean the Sunday. I meant, is Def Leppard on the Friday going to work? Yeah, I I think it is, because realistically... This year, you could have argued the Saturday was also a classic, was classic rock day because Guns N' Roses, that entire main yeah, stage, true, that entire main true. stage was classic rock bands. Yeah, Ozzy was on the Sunday, but you also had fucking Amonomath, I think, and um, Manson on. Um, so I don't think it, I don't think I don't think it necessarily matters what day it is, but it, it might be interesting to see what they do with the other two st- or three stages while Def Leppard are on mm. uh, to try and counteract that. You know. 40 year old you know uh, legacy band with maybe something new something heavier maybe yeah quite nice well i mean there's a, there's lots of other bands announced as well so let's run through those um slash featuring miles kennedy of course he's playing yeah. interesting i mean yeah he could be supporting Def Leppard, i guess he on the poster he's listed as it looks like he's set up on the friday but we don't really know if that's the case or not um Deanford. yeah now this is the this is the one for me i know tools obviously massive and we'll get to that 
Uh, Slipknot as well, but Diamond at Download. Oh my goodness, no. that is going to be insane. So much fun. Saw them at Reading um, about three years ago, and was it was there. the best thing I saw. Oh yeah, of course, it was the best thing I saw uh, all summer. I think that year, Excellent. it was absolutely Just unbelievable. Stupid amounts of fun. I can't wait. So much fun. <laughs> uh, White Snake as well. Classical legendary lads. Rob Zombie and Trivium are big bands, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Not so excited. For that. Uh, Monomath, Carcass, Delane, me first, and the Gimme Gimme Gimme's, that's a shame. Opeth, Power <laughs> Why Trip. Why do they keep popping up everywhere? Because like, people like shit music. Power Trip, Real Big Fish, come on, Power Trip. Yeah. Uh, Skin Dread, Star Set, Tesla, The Amity of Fiction, and Under Oath. Massive. I, mean, I really hope Power Trip get on the main stage. They're like the first band on the main stage or something. That'd be fucking amazing. That'd be crazy, yeah, wouldn't it? Or they're really high up in the tent and everyone get, comes out with a bloody nose. Power Trip head, if the Power Trip headline in that tent on the Friday night, I will be there in the shadow of that. I'd like to see you with a bloody nose, Luke. Thanks. <laughs> Not lovely. Um, Slipknot. So Slipknot and Tool, I guess the big thing about this is that this, once again, uh, re-emphasises that we're getting new Slipknot and Tool albums next year. Yeah, pretty well. We knew the Slipknot one was coming next year. Tool... <laughs> We yeah you know, we all had an inkling it was but yeah whenever it's all say there's an album coming you never really know whether they're taking the truth yeah. or not. But I guess and they've also announced a European tour off the back of that they're doing a load of festivals the same as Slipknot are so you've got to imagine yeah they just they'll either be out before then or just after then to get everyone really excited and I'm I'm into it. But I'm gonna go and try and see them in Europe as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Like maybe Berlin or something. <laughs> cool, good to know. <laughs> Just planning my calendar. Just having a lovely time. Sweet. Yeah. Um, There's enough there to make me very excited. To be I, yeah, it, I think it's a really good. Uh, I mean, it's a flawless mix of genres. Really, there's not a lot there that's not represented. You've got extreme metal, kind of more arena metal, uh, classic rock, Viking metal, very specifically. It is very ragged metal. It is very metal though. Like considering it is. They, yeah. you know, they have an, Obviously, I'm sure there's much more pop punk stuff to come because they've had that avalanche stage. The past two years, which is mainly the, the slam dunk end of the rock spectrum, but this the first announcement is pretty much heavy bands. This is my favourite yeah. announcement they've done in years. Yeah, yeah just, just straight out the gates, just tons of heavy. I mean, even the kind bands. of um, the kind of quote unquote classic rock bands like Def Leppard slash White Snake as well. Like, make no mistakes about it, White Snake have riffs. They are not just some kind of like cheesy your dad's favourite rock band band like they can they can jam there's a lot of heavy stuff on here I am well up <clears throat> yeah Carcass will be wicked mm. Trivium off the bat I mean I'm really I think out of all the bands actually the one I'm most interested to see where they are is Trivium because they've just had their best year in about a decade and I'm really interested to see where that will place them on download because it's their festival them in 2005 is one of the all time great download memories mm. um, yeah where would you put Trivium main stage where uh, it, it, you could uh, you could put them on before Slipknot, but I'd argue there's another band you you could fit between Trivium and Slipknot these days. Could that be? I mean, I kind of think feel like it looks like it might be Diamond. It does because it, because they've got a logo, yeah. But there's a fucking last time Diamond played London, I think they did Brixton. They did, yeah. So yeah, and when I saw the Reading, they did Reading. They're they mid-afternoon. Mid-afternoon. And like I feel like they're probably a bigger deal to Reading than... Yeah, that's the thing. I think because I think, I think it's their first booking at Download, I'd be surprised if they're the ones trusted with doing an hour before Slipknot come on. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Because I think that will take off that... Sh- I mean... You could put Rob Zombie if on you could before Slipknot. I think if you could be Rob Zombie, Slipknot, mm. that Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be, amazing, that'd be like my favourite Fully back that. Um, yeah, or, I mean, Trivium 
Rob Zombie could be really decent second stage headliners in place yeah, of Def yeah, Leppard, yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's like it's like you said, Al, it's so metal that it's like I I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of clashes, is what I'm getting at. Because yeah. <laughs> on this first thing, I'm not sure where you could put bands that I don't know. Fascinating to see how it all fits together. Too many good bands already on the first announcement, basically. Good. Great. Well done, Download. Very, very excited. Um, yeah, there'll be more announcements in the coming weeks and months. Obviously, stay stay tuned to metalhammer.com to see all of those. We did ask the good people of the Metal Hammer Facebook readers group, facebook.com forward slash Metal Hammer readers. Nice. Yes! Um, here's what, what someone said. I'm glad you asked. Uh, David Connell said, fucking immense. I haven't seen tools since Download 2006. I think that's most people in England, to be honest. Yeah. And I've given up hope for them coming over here, so for me, this is massive. Plus, look at that undercard, Slash, Trivium, Power Trip, Opeth, Rob Zombie. It'll be Clash City, but who cares? <laughs> <coughs> Naomi Sanders says, I'm just hyped for Tool, though the headliners are not on the days I think they would be. I'm excited to see what else is announced for the festival. Ewan Taylor says, awesome. Thanks, Ewan. <laughs> Insightful. Uh, ben Wilmot says, very good lineup. There's a fair few bands who aren't around. Often they've done well here. There's a bit for everyone. Um, Saket says why are Diabra there they're a hip hop group in a rock metal fest sounds kind of odd so mm. interesting yeah, I, I mean, I, this I, is a I, festival that has previously booked Chase and Status The Prodigy and Lethal Bizzle amongst yeah, others yeah true I can see why it's you know people are confused by it but realistically there's alternative as alternative gets I was really literally about to album. say that massive alternative band and yeah download is still very much an alternative festival you know celebrates alternative culture which is you know very much what Diablo do in a, Definitely. in a very tongue-in-cheek silly way but it totally totally took us unaware as well didn't it because we get we get uh you know for obvious reasons we get head up on a bit of heads up on download announcements and um, we had no idea about the Yeah, we didn't until, know until yeah, like, we, actually cheer went months. around the office yeah. when that got announced. It was great. Yeah, so, so cool. If you don't know them as well, obviously yes. listen to them, but watch Chappie as well. They're in that movie. It's a great movie. It's, yeah. Just watch the video for Fatty Bum Bum. That's the fucking, that's the one. Babies on Fire. So many tunes. Enter the Ninja. Ugly Boy. Oh my goodness me. Ugly Boy. Banana Brain. Just, yeah. Great, great band. I mean, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, you don't want festivals to get too diluted but there's there's tons of great technically speaking non-rock or metal bands that could play download I've said for a couple of years now I'd love to see Run The Jewels at download I think they would absolutely yeah, kill sick. it um, many others as well you could probably book Eminem for download to be honest don't know if he'd do it because you know he can do his own stadium shows these days yeah. but and he wasn't great at Reading last time no all the time before that so yeah don't do that Pretend <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen uh, what else been going on? So much happening in metal. There's a new Bring Me The Horizon song. Yes. I featuring Danny Filth. That's a, speaking of swerves, that's a swerve, yeah. isn't it? Ooh. Danny he'd been, Filth. He'd been teasing something on Instagram by putting up pictures of him in a supermarket in full corpse paint. Right. So when that video came out, I was like, oh, that's what it was for. He was obviously filming the Bring Me video. What do we think of the song? I quite like it. I love the song. It really reminds me I'm of, not too bothered. The riff is really like Gajira's The Cell. Like, it's really kind of hard riff mm. that keeps repeating. But it's got a bit more bounce because it's Bring Me. Well, apparently it was written for the Limp Bizkit mm, album that yeah. happened. So I want to hear those outtakes. Yeah, so that's <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, yeah, Bring Me said that they were writing for Limp Bizkit. I've got to say, obviously, Bring Me are fantastic songwriters, but you've got fucking Wes Borland in the band. Why do you need <laughs> yeah. someone else to write your songs for you? 
one of the best riff writers ever. Like, what's going on? People That's look, for another time, but I don't know what the hell's going on with people Limp Bizkit. Around, look honestly. to bring me, though. You know, you look about uh, all the bands that have come out the past couple of years, kind of newer metal bands, and a lot of those bands have an edge of bring me sound, you know, the electronics, yeah, all the totally. stuff that Jordan does. And people look to bring me as the kind of touchstone of contemporary metal that is able to reach a wider audience. So if you're Limp Bizkit and you've been away for years and years and you're maybe feeling a little bit trapped in time and new metal, maybe you would look to what's big now and kind of seeing how you could refresh your sound but keep the same thing. I can see I can, I can see the totally link between that, that song and I Little Biscuit. Definitely that bounce, see you know. Why somebody in a band might think that, but that's absolute bullshit because look at what Judas Priest have just done. Mm, they've just yeah. gone and written the most Judas Priest album ever and it's one of the best albums they've ever mm. done. I don't want Judas Priest to do a you know I don't want Judas Priest to suddenly start using synth and samples and like all that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get like, it, you don't totally. need that. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I, I just don't know why Limp Bizkit are asking other people to write their songs for them. They shouldn't need to. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but I but want you a Limp Bizkit album. But you know the fact <laughs> that this it. has been used on for Bring Me's new record suggests that maybe those sessions didn't work out. Yeah. Or that they just got a ton of stuff. I don't think it did work out by the sounds of um, the quotes going around the internets. But there's also revealed that there's two other guests on the album. Which yeah, is I'm very excited about Looking this. Grimes is on it. That's yeah, cool. well into Grimes. She's amazing. And the other guy, Razel, I think his name is. I can't remember, but he's a beatboxer. So fuck knows what that's going to mm. be like. But I do like the fact that they just take chances and just do stuff. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, let's just get Danny Phil on here. Let's get Grimes on here. You he's barely on it, though, is he? Let's be honest. Danny's hard. No, he's, yeah, we said I think that. he's there for like the iconic thing of being Danny Filth yeah. and being in a video because it's yeah, really cool that they would get that yeah it's amazing that he's involved but I think we, uh, watching the video and it's like okay when's Danny's bit coming when's his bit actually coming you go oh no that was it it, yeah. it was, it was yeah. that tiny yeah. definitely but yeah maybe they'll get him out on stage one day and I'll just do a big old scream that'd be wild I did it? want him to do that crow sound you know just hey. right in the middle of it <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys did it so I can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interesting. But yeah, the thing is, actually, I just kind of said I didn't like it, but I listened to it, um, and I was in the office, and I said, "Oh, I'm not that fussed about that." And then I caught myself singing the chorus for the next like hour. Yeah, yeah. and I was basically so like, it's definitely an in earworm. your face, Merlin. Yeah. yeah. So to be fair, that and mantra, I think, are both mantra. all right. Yeah, both yeah. all right. I do think you could fit mantra into this song really easily, though, because it's got that same da 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 mantra. Like it's sort of sticking everything. Such a good sample. Maybe um, someone will do every Bring Me the Horizon song ever, like the Disturbed one, and they'll just merge them all. Yeah, drop mantra in everything. <laughs> um, Heart's breaking news this week. Oh, it hit me. Are you okay, Earl? I'm all right. What's it's happened? been hard, but I'm okay. Yui has officially left Baby Metal. <sighs> Boo! Mental. <laughs> I mean, there was something going on, on Frames, because well, she stopped playing with them. Obviously, when they played Download last year, they had five of them on stage the two original members Sue mm. Metal and Moe Metal plus three dancers mm. was it three? it was three wasn't it? Oh, no, was it two? Oh, two or three memory's bad from June but yeah I think I think it was three backing dancers and um, people have just been saying for weeks you know what's happened to Yui where is she Amuse the talent company that managed Baby Metal said that she was just taking some time out she'd be coming back and now she's put out a statement saying that's not the case. She's got long-term health issues she's dealing with and she won't be returning to baby metal. But she will put out some stuff under her own name at some point in the future. Like Jerry Halliwell. Yeah. Of, uh... She'll be back. She'll come crawling back. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Well, you know, the Reddit for baby metal is crazy. I don't know oh, if you yeah. guys are listening, some of you might be on there, but there's just so much happens on that message board. People drill down and play detective to the nth degree on every single piece of information. It so there amazing. are all kinds of rumours about why she might I've have I've seen left. some fascinating theories. I know, so yeah. I'm not going to say we it can't some of them are for legal reasons, but, you know. But I've seen some yeah, really fascinating stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we, we and I would say that I'm not even saying they're rumours. They are theories, by the way. But it's... I don't think we'll ever know because with a band like Baby Metal, they are signed to a big company in Japan, and they all have contracts, and they will sign those contracts. And I don't think we'll ever really know why a, she's gone. For a band that don't even use their own names, you're never going to find out why someone's left. You know, there's so much mystery going on in that band. You know, every other question is replied with only the Fox God knows. Yeah. You're never mm. going to get a real. It's a shame that the original answer. three aren't there, but I don't think I think Bay Metal fans will still stick with them because they still want the music yeah. they still want the performances and I'm sure they're going to do something super weird and creative to get over her well, departure you know either they will do it with five or I was going to say it's a big question is there going to be a replacement is there going to be another you know is it going to be back to three and there'll be a oh they might just do it with Sue and Moa because that, again they did that at download and it worked fine it's just that I think people kind of liked the personalities of the three so do you introduce someone else and kind of quote unquote upset the dynamic or do you kind of keep the two together and it's just a little bit less powerful but there's so much mythos around them they have mm. the thing of the one where they all kind of are this one entity the metal resistance you know where they're kind of fighting against entities this is all very vague but with the next record I'm sure they're going to have another big piece of story and this might be the time where they would introduce somebody or kind of draw a line under it. Yeah, I'm sure the Fox God could you know, send another disciple down to earth to join the resistance. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what he does. Yeah, his newy metal. Uh, yeah, he used to say it's the new one. Newy metal. <laughs> <laughs> that could cause like a, a lot of chat and publicity to introduce somebody new. <laughs> Well, but you know Fox Day I can't help but think the next record will be on Fox Day April the 1st every year is when they make an announcement it's like their Christmas Day so good thinking. I can't help but think it might be there good thinking who knows well you'll know where to read about it first metalhammer.com so keep an eye out on it uh, let's take some questions from our wonderful readers at okay. facebook.com forward slash readers. I've got it right twice in one broadcast by the way so it, proud of my boys come on right. Callum Reed asks as music journalists, that's oh, us. Oh, Callum. <laughs> um, what are the cliched answers slash comments from band members that annoy you the most? Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. So can I say it, and then you can confirm if I'm right. All right. When bands say we're writing this like it's a movie. Oh, I I've forgotten about that one. Oh, that's, damn! You're not that is, I've said that before out loud. Yeah. It's one of my annoying. Bands have a real habit at the moment of going, "We treat this album like a movie," yeah, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's really I don't know why. Yeah. You should treat it like an album because that's what it is. <laughs> I think my number one is uh, when people say they don't want to explain the song because they want to leave it open to interpretation oh, yeah. for people. Crap, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I get to an extent because you don't want to explain everything and have the mystery ruined and you do want people to take their own meanings from something and, you know, you can't really be clinical about every single thing. But some songs, there are some meanings that seem kind of so obvious or themes that seem so obvious and it can help kind of enrich your experience to know where someone was coming from. So I find that a little bit frustrating. 
And also just when people say it's their heaviest album yet that or their best one, album yeah, yet. Yeah. Which to be fair, we have just run a story on the website with Slipknot saying it's the heaviest well, they've album. Written, they've written the heaviest song they've written. It's not saying this is the heaviest album. Oh, okay, because it's always going to be the best album yet if it's the one you've just done because you're going to be the proudest of it. And the heaviest, I think, is just something that bands say all the time because they yeah. just want to go, it's the heaviest album yet. And, you know, that's cool. But I think a lot of the time as well, I know bands get understandably annoyed when journalists or fans try and pigeonhole their music or put it into a certain genre or the describe it in certain terms but I do think a lot of the time bands do tend to like they're not far away enough from their own work to kind of give you a fair representation of what it is mm-hmm. if you know what I mean so they'll kind of go oh yeah it's like this this and this and this like you, you can do a studio report with them or something and they'll be like yeah it sounds like this this and this and then two months later the album comes out and you're just like what were you talking about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing not like that, that. Um, so I think you know but which is understandable because they're totally enveloped in their own little creative hub from it and they've been living inside this album for all this time so it's yeah. going to have a different it's going to mean a different thing to them to what it does to people listening to it for the first time but um, yeah it's interesting uh, all them bands kind of this is a classic releasing an album um, saying we're taking a risk and we're doing this and that because blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, it being crap everyone knows it's crap and then they come back two years later and go yeah we didn't really this time we're writing what we want to write yeah, 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 yeah completely and it's just like bands do that all the time when bands say it's our it's our most personal album and you ask what do you mean no I'm not going to tell you <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so personal you're not going to reveal anything about it it's you like, should tell me all your life story yeah, now exactly <laughs> So if they can have any quote to put, no, fine, sweet, thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's heaviest and most melodic album. Yes, yeah, always our most experimental. That's another one. Like, yeah, yeah, experimental. Yeah. To be fair, I don't <clears throat> mind if people say. It. I mean, it's a bit. Because I don't mind if to people say it. say it and then it turns out they've got like crazy, insane stuff on it and like interesting guest stars and things. Then yeah, totally. But it's if people say it and there's nothing to back it up. Yeah, exactly. Have to back it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah just you know. There are just you know, cliches of platitudes saying, oh, it's heavy, oh, it's experimental, oh, it's melodic. Like, can you explain more? Can yeah. you give you know, some more detail than that? No. But yeah, like you say, <laughs> but yeah, they don't have to tell us anything. Yeah, we're no. very, very lucky for <laughs> a position to talk to these people. You know, metal bands aren't, you know, they're not media personalities by nature. You get the occasional kind of rock star that breaks through. But generally speaking, these are just people like us that like metal and they play metal and they write what they're feeling and that's it. And then they, you know, they get stuck in front of a microphone and they're expected yeah. to just come out with amazing sound bites and kind of accurate descriptions of what's going on and you know that's not really part of their job description it's something that they just and most people do. don't speak in cliches actually you do tend to find it's the younger bands that speak in cliches and I think sometimes it's because they're not very experienced and aren't sure what to say and at other times I think it's because they're saying what they think bands say if they've heard other bands say it's the heaviest album or it's this or it's that it's almost like those guys picking up on that and saying something which they think a band would say. So I think sometimes you do get a bit of that with younger bands. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ruben Borger asks, what do you think are the most disappointing music videos you've seen? Well, I went to a screening last night of Lacuna Coil's new film, which is their concert film that was made in London in January for their 20th anniversary show, uh, 119. And it was pretty cool. It, they had obviously circus performers at that show and the camera work kind of reflects that. It's very theatrical and all this kind of special stuff. They had a Q&A before it, which was done by Malcolm Dome, who's in... Malcolm Hammer legend. Yeah, nice. exactly. Don't say anything more than that, really. 
And Man who invented the term thrash metal for people who aren't familiar with it. He's got his own Wikipedia page, that's how important exactly. it is. And Christina Scavia was talking about their first music video, which apparently was sold to them as being this amazing Matrix-style film where they would be in this room and all this black would envelop them and Christina would be sort of separated from the band and all this kind of stuff. And they were super excited because they'd never done a video before because back in those days it was very expensive to produce videos, so it was their first time. And then when they got there, they said there was like a bathtub with rose petals in and a couple of candlesticks and the director kind of went, oh, we haven't actually really got any money so it's not going to be what you thought it was so it was, I think the question to her was what's your cringiest moment she kind of said this video was not what we wanted to be it turned out to be very kind of cheesy so that kind of came to mind when thinking about the most disappointing music well, videos just, that's Christina Scabby's answer it is uh, <laughs> what's yours it came to mind because you know she said that they uh, it, it didn't go very well but I struggle because I didn't have music TV so I was 17 so I didn't really see a lot of rock and metal videos um I don't think I've ever been disappointed by a music video. That's the thing. I think I've ever turned on and gone, oh, what is this? I hate lyric videos. I couldn't give less of a shit yeah, about a lyric video. video. Most of the time, they highlight how bad your lyrics are. True. It's like metal bands, like, on the whole, some of their lyrics are just a bit silly. And you're watching them flash up at you written in a distressed font. And you're like, oh, fuck it. I can't like sing lyric videos this. if it's a certain band because sometimes I can't pick out all the words. I'm like, that's what it is. But tech metal bands, I think, maybe are the worst because their lyrics are often kind of slightly dystopian and they just don't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Love them. Love tech metal. Um, Yeah, it's a funny one because I kind of feel, I've talked about this with a few people recently, I kind of feel like music videos are becoming a really important medium again, which is great because a lot of fans, especially younger fans, really use YouTube as a way to consume and you know experience music. There are loads of bands out there. We talked about like the Disturbed video for Sound of Silence. Um, we'll have a Bad Rules video for their um, zombie cover mm-hmm. as well those are both covered so that's quite a specific example but in a lot of cases you see bands whose videos have more views than their songs have streams if you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the medium's becoming quite important again which is great because it means you know hopefully more money will get put into that kind of stuff and bands can be creative again um, in terms of uh, bands that have been disappointing now, I actually really like the song and I think the album's massively underrated that it came from. But when Marilyn Manson released um, The High End of Low, uh, there was a, uh, he released a song um, from America, which is great. And then the next song he was releasing off the back of that, I think it was the next one anyway, or one of the singles, was um, Armored Goddamn Motherfucking Getting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I get that right. Now, for, like, for, for Marilyn Manson to release a really good, heavy song first, and then you hear that the next song he's releasing is called I'm a Goddamn Motherfucking Get It, you're like, this is going to be like vintage, heavy, pissed off, fast, angry Marilyn Manson. Um, and then it's not. It's kind of a ploddy, kind of bouncy, weird, kind of circusy song. Right. And in the video, he's just kind of cocking about with a lamp and <laughs> like looks like he's hiding under a blanket and stuff. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, and I remember watching that and just been a bit like uh, but the song since then I've actually really got into the song and I think that the High End of Low is his most underrated album it's a great record um, Iron Maiden's videos have never been great <laughs> uh, uh, well, the video well, well, for Wildest Dreams I was really excited about because okay. um, Dance of Death was the first new album made in a while since I got into them and they've never been the video's always been fun and daft and cheesy but that Wild Streams one where it's got like a really bad computer generated maiden uh, driving around a roller coaster with Big Eddie in the background is not 
not great. What's the one where they're like in the church and it's got Matey Boy from Monty Python in it? Bloody, I can't play with Madison. Yeah, I think it is. I quite like that one. Unless it's cheesy and silly. No, is well, that, that, that's not. No, it's not. That's got uh, the other guy in it. Oh God, I'm shedding maiden fan points now. I'm gonna take away your card. I don't have a card. <laughs> <laughs> um, who the fuck? Oh God, I'm gonna have to look it up. That's really annoying. Uh, it was all before my time as a maiden. Yeah, yeah. but I, 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 I've always thought maiden put quite a bit of effort in, and they might be a bit of not always. They did great. back in the day. Um, the, what's the new one? The, 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 the one they released for, off Book of Souls is like a video game. That was quite good. Actually. I quite like that. That was quite good. Yeah, yeah that was, was a good fun. video. I mean, they're rarely even in their videos anymore. I'm just trying to think, like, Wicker Man was all right. It was them in a field with a burning eddy behind them. Um, a Wicker Man, you might say. A Wicker Man, yes. A burning Wicker eddy. Wicker lad. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so but overall, they're, I don't know, they're kind of either knowingly tacky or just not great. I'm massively videos. struggling with this one. I can only think of good ones. That's not the right answer. No, it's not. And neither is Christina Scabby's answer. I can't think of anything. I'm going to have to like come back another day. It's fine. Think of something. Let's do another question instead. Let's do that. Got some more good ones. Jack Kirby Lowe asks, bearing in mind this month's Rob Zombie guest edit, I wanted to know how guest edits on magazines work and come together. Presumably Rob didn't come into the office for a month. Well, he might have. Um, <laughs> you don't know. No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's a really good question. We've done a few of these over the years. The last one we did before Rob Zombie, I believe, was when Corey Taylor did a guest edit with us. Um, and what it basically means is, is so we'll, we'll have an idea for a cover uh, and it will normally tie into a theme. So in this case, we thought, um, we, we thought, well, let's, let's do a horror issue. Let's do a kind of Halloween issue. What could we do with that? Um, and so we came up with some ideas for... for hashtag content uh, which is where the ideas for bands interviewing horror legends came in or the rest of it um, Kirk Hammett we kind of had that idea of him being in there early on etc etc and then we kind of thought how do we tie all this together and so uh, the idea came up of getting Rod Zombie to guest edit it and kind of the main interview with him um, and so what that means is we'll basically put stuff through him that we're thinking about putting in he'll kind of talk about what he likes or what he doesn't like um, and he'll kind of give us some insight onto his relationship with those bands and everything and he might uh, suggest some stuff to go in as well uh, you know the Nicolas Cage thing is a great example of that because it's just so happened that he knows Nicolas Cage really well Nicolas Cage had a new film came, coming out so we yeah. could tie it together into something really good so it connected up um, so yeah it's a lot of to and froing basically it's kind of a lot of stuff going over email us sending them stuff going what do you think of this or how will we do this um, working with him on the cover concepts as well uh, you know we have some ideas Rob's always got some ideas because he's very creative um, so yeah it's just a really fun process and it normally comes out of a meeting room where somebody will just go we should try this and everyone goes that'll never work and then we make it work because that's what we do like <laughs> magicians we make dreams happen yeah like Disney horror dreams so yeah nightmares, nightmares. <laughs> come on <laughs> that's what a horror dream is that's kind of yeah that's kind of how it goes sometimes they have a bit more involvement um we we had Corey uh, when Corey Taylor did the, the Slipknot guest edit. We had him actually ed, uh, interview the um, oh god, what's his name? Robert Kirkman, the Walking Dead artist. Charlie Adler. Charlie Adler. Sorry, I'm thinking of the other guy. Yeah, Charlie Adler. Um, we had him interviewing for like Ooh, a Walking Dead special. Place, I know, it really is, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, that was really good. 
and he was more involved in that and I'm just trying to think when we did another one it's been a while Villa Velo did a guest edit many years ago I think to remember oh nice that was quite cool so yeah it's, it's not the kind of thing you can do with any band you want to put on the cover but it's got to be someone that you know is going to want to be involved is creative and is an interesting personality so if you have any thoughts on who you'd like to see do a guest edit please do let us know on our Facebook page I'm definitely definitely open to ideas on that front uh, Scotty Tompel asks what is your favourite horror movie yes uh, it's hard to choose just one. Um, <laughs> the thing I've got a lot of time for, big fan of thing. Anything with that sort of puppetry animatronic gore, uh, I'm from from the past. I'm a big fan of really. But then at the same time, I love, I love Alien. I, I, if you can class Alien as a horror film, which I do. I, I because mean, it is. Well, yeah, some, it's, some, it's some, fucking scary. Some, some people think it's a horror film. Some, Sorry, so. what? Who doesn't think Alien is a horror movie? It's I, I've had, like, had arguments on the internet about it. Being, oh, no, it's a sci-fi adventure. Like, it's fucking not. It's literally about a monster chasing people and killing them exactly. in really scary exactly. ways. I'm How on your side. Horror? I'm on your side. What about that bit in the director's cut where the person Ridiculous. is stuck in the top of the ship and is all trapped and all their skins molded into the ship and they whisper, "Kill me." It's horrible. That is in Aliens, yeah. which is more of a sci-fi action horror. But I, yes, that is very good as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, I, I, I Just prefer Aliens to Aliens. But, but in terms of straight up horror, I prefer Alien. The Devil's Rejects, I think, is fucking brilliant as well. I'm, yeah. Speaking of Rob Zombie. Yeah. Our guest editor. I, mean, I didn't realise, to be fair, it got a bit of a kick in when I was reading reviews of it of a while ago. But I really, really, really like Devil's Reject. I think the soundtrack's amazing. I think it's just good fun. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's good fun. I wouldn't put it in the same category as like The Shining or something. No, exactly. It's just a good laugh. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, hillbillies going around killing people. Like, yep, fine. <laughs> I'm, like. I'm in on that. Um, what else have I got in? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, obviously. And the original Halloween. I've got a lot, I think, yeah, out, of all, out of all the slashes. And the new one's very good as well. Yeah, I really like the new one. Really good fun. I think out of Freddy, Jason, and Mike Myers, Mike Myers is my favourite. Oh, no, come on. Yeah, boy. No, no, yes. no way. Because he's, he's. About Freddy? I've come on. Outside of the first one, I'm not bothered about Nightmare on Elm Street, really. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street's got a way better sequel record than Halloween, though. Yeah, but as, as, Halloween but as, as, a, shit. as an actual you know, entity, Mike Myers is way better he's just like I'm Oof. fucking indestructible and solid and will murder people with my bare hands yeah but Freddy not Kruger just, oh, fucking Edward Cicerone's in your dreams <laughs> no <laughs> that's the film <laughs> yeah I think that's what Wes Craven uh, pitched <laughs> yeah. 10 years before Edward Cicerone's came out definitely yeah Mike Myers is the one oh me, man out of those three he's the OG but I don't know if I can say that I, I, I adore horror it's my favourite genre of uh, music <laughs> of movie for sure maybe music as well fuck it um, the thing is probably my all-time favourite. Yeah. Speaking of Carpenter, just an absolute masterpiece of suspense and um, spe- like that's like Rick Button's special effects. Oh my god, they're so good. Aren't they? Like they, apart from there's one slightly dodgy one where blood's squirted out of the dog alien that looks a little looks pretty dated now, but the rest of it is I would take that over. And no, I sound old now. I take that over any CGI wizardry ever. Yeah, I'm it not, just looks I'm not seeing the remake because. Of- for that reason. No, it's kind of like it. a prequel reboot thing. Oh, yeah. oh weird. Um, but yeah, the same people were involved in making all the animatronics for that and then they, they uh, got rid of most of it and just put in CGI instead. Sick! So ridiculous. Um, yeah, I love the thing. Alien would definitely be in my top five as well. Um, as would be A Nightmare on Elm Street. I think Kruger's the man um, out of 
that lot. Like I, I, most, I can watch most of that franchise. Some of it gets a bit stupid later on, but I love Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Dream Warriors is wicked. Uh, Chris, Wes Craven's new Nightmare is great. Freddy vs Jason really underrated in my opinion. Um, uh, actually, I say Freddy's my main man, but Hellraiser is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, and Pinhead, who is in our current issue, of course, nice. is absolutely my favorite horror icon of all time. I think his one-liners are amazing. I love that he's not really a true antagonist. He's kind of this like passive vehicle for horror. Mm. Um, and I love that in him. Uh, and I, I really like all the Hellraiser sequels as well, even the shit ones. I love Hellraiser 3, which is basically just a cheesy slasher film. I love the one in space, which is Hellraiser 4. Hellraiser 5, which is this kind of weird uh, detective movie with a, with Pinhead kind of shoehorned into it. I love them all. God, what else? I forgot what else. American Wealth in London, yeah, Evil Dead uh, 1, 2, and 3, and the, the, the reboot was amazing. Was the final so scene good. with all the Speaking blood, of practical so uh, special effects, like yeah. just fantastic. Jaws. Um, Jaws, yeah, Jaws is good. No, I'm not, it's, it is brilliant. It doesn't really scare me very much. I think really. it's just anti-shot propaganda. Very true. I agree. Um, more, more recent ones, The Witch, I think is one of the best horrors of the last few years. Did um, you watch the, dra- v- the VHS films? Yes, they great were, shout. They were amazing. You know what, I think the second one's the best one as well. The one with the, um, when they go to that weird uh, kind of um, getaway and uh, it all goes to shit and then the guy turns into a goat monster. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Sauce. Um, yeah, that was a, oh, yeah, was a great film. film. Drag Me to Hell, I love as well. Yeah. Uh, the Saw films up to a point I quite like yeah Saw films are good fun first one's really good Your Next is great um, God what have what, what I watched recently Train to Busan oh my no, god I don't know that one uh, I only got it because you can get it on Netflix US and um, I was in the US the other week so I could download it and then watch it afterwards it's a Korean um, zombie oh, cool. movie and it's absolutely amazing obviously speaking of it speaking of Asian horror like Ringu and mm. Um, the, the original eye. grudge the eye oh, yeah. oh, oh, so scary grim can't think of any other classics I've left off Friday the 13th is alright lots of good deaths across yeah. the franchise but a bit up and down god Scream's pretty good I quite like the first one Yeah, it's good fun kind of ruined horror for a bit because there was just all these terrible teen slasher films coming out afterwards mm. but I know we did last summer I like what what was your last Cabin in the Woods? Oh, that's really good yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Um, I have to say as well, horror purists, in quotation marks, tend to be snide about it, but I think Paranormal Activity is wicked. So good. Uh, which one was that? The one is the film. Oh, no, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I remember that coming out of uni and people genuinely shitting themselves and like, yeah, I thought it was scary not, not shit. wanting to sleep alone. And I was like, nah. I, I didn't, I didn't think it was film. that scary. I thought, it, I, I thought it was good the way it was done, but I was like, I loved nah, it. This, this is the bit when the weird feet come through the powder has shit me. Did you, not, did you not think it was really funny though? The whole time I was like, this is just fucking nonsense. Like, no, I didn't. Genuinely outside. I honestly scary. didn't. I can be quite cynical with that kind of stuff, and I thought it was, or maybe I'm not cynical enough, I thought it was great. Saw Hereditary the other month, that's pretty good. I've, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mental. You need to watch it a couple of times for it all to click though. Can I pick um, mine? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm really sharp now. Just shouting film names at each other for a bit. Nosferatu. Because it's got giant hands. <laughs> good. I thought that was a really good choice and then you just ruined it. <laughs> the German Expressionist one. Black and white. Yeah, it's amazing. It's creepy. One of the greatest, most important horror movies. I really like that one. What else, though? What else? Well, this is a horror comedy, but Zombieland. Oh, it's a great film. I love Zombieland, Zombieland. Yeah, so much. So good. It's a great film. And... I feel like I have to say oh, this, although you guys are going to say it's not a horror film, because it's not. 
The okay. Nightmare Before Christmas. That's, yes, it's not, 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 not a horror film. It's, it's, not, it's, a, it's a musical. It's a Christmas <laughs> musical. Yeah, but I feel like if we're talking about horror films, it's because of Halloween, and that's the ultimate Halloween film. Yeah, but you just because it's got a skeleton in it. Um, the Adams anyway. Family isn't a horror film. I'm having it anyway. Okay. So um, you saying um, what did you say? Zombieland zombie made me think of more zombie films. The Living Dead trilogy, obviously amazing. Day of the Dead is actually my favourite out of the three. Interesting. Um, and have you seen Wreck? Yeah. No, I've heard. Oh so my good. god! Speaking of found footage, so uh, if there's one horror from the last ten years, it might be a bit more than that now, actually. But if one horror from the 21st century. I think everyone should watch. I'll see. I'll say go see Rack One and Two. That's about ten years. Um, Spanish speaking, um, or just Spanish would have done there. Spanish horror film. Um, yeah, uh, a TV crew is in a high-rise building making a documentary, and things go awry. <laughs> and what you think it is, you think it's just a straight-up zombie movie, but it goes way darker than that. Oh, it's so good. We should probably talk about Metal again now. Uh, just talk forever Kirk Hammer picks his favourite horror films in he the does. new of Hammer he does Kirk picks some really really cool uh, left field choices he does which yeah. Kevin Smith picked up on Twitter Tusk I thought was a fantastic movie I, I love Kevin Smith so I just thought I'd watch it and I didn't really know going in what I was going to get and then it's this it's kind of like grotesque and brilliant and funny and black and it kind of makes a stomach churn because you keep thinking there'll be some kind of redemption and there isn't and the final scene you're just like oh this is really really wrong I don't want to give spoilers so that's basically this it's cruel. something to do with the walrus that's all I'll say yeah exactly <laughs> that's quite a big spoiler it's yeah Kirk Hammett uh, picks kind of like left field not obvious um, horror movies you need to watch and it is a really good list I consider myself a bit horror geek and I haven't seen about three or four of them so well. I've got homework to do well, let's talk about movies before we sign off. I went to see the Bohemian Rhapsody movie yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, how was that? I thought that? it was really good. Cool. Uh, really enjoyed it. Big, yeah, I'm a big Queen fan, and I thought Rami Malek was amazing as Freddie Mercury. And, yeah, it's genuinely quite touching at times. It was very sweet. It bit misses out a few bits of Freddie's life, but, yeah, they've only got a certain amount of runtime. So deal with it. I quite enjoyed it. Cool. Worth, worth, well, well, is well, it kind of like worth, like, few beers... Yeah, it's well worth watching. There's, there's, a few, there's a few bits of sing-alongs in there. It's quite funny in places. It's very British. Uh, Mike Myers, uh, off of Wayne's World, plays their like um, first like label manager, and he's really no like, way. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was at the premiere yesterday. He's like, oh my what? god, yeah, oh my god, it's Mike Myers. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's like a really, really subtle nod to Wayne's World in the film, which is quite nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. But uh, but yeah, I think it's really good. Um, it's so yeah, do it. Watch that film when it's out, which I think it's now. Watch that film and then watch all the horror movies because it's spooky season. And then when you've watched all the horror movies, pick up a horror issue because it's bloody wicked. Um, you can also get involved in the Slayer cover, as we said before. Uh, send us a photo of yourself, throwing the Slayer horns. Shout, I don't know what the Slayer horns are. Just throwing the horns is fine. But make sure you're shouting Slayer. Send it to metalhammer at futurenet.com and you will be on our mega Slayer cover in December. Um, we will see you next week. Are there any gigs coming up or have we done them all for the year? I'm going week. to see Turnstile on Friday. Oh, nice. I might be going to see Turnstile on Friday. I Eat. forgot it was on. Why don't, you, <laughs> why don't you just come, Luke? I might do. It's it that was, time of year. It's that time of year. There's loads of gigs on. It's also, so it was Kai Play With Madness. Oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, ju- I just double check. I was going to double check that afterwards. So, yeah, what's Kai Play With Madness? Yeah. So, well fuck done. you. We I do know what I'm talking we about. We got there in the end, guys. Well, I got there to start with. But well done. Mind. We will see you next week. Buy the new issue. Be on a Slayer cover.
be a part of the Metal Hammer family, guys. Metal. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes and Acast and listen to us on Spotify and leave us reviews and just talk about us because we're yeah. the best. See you Tell next week. Friends. Bye. Bye. See you.